What's up, film fans? And welcome to another episode of What the Flick, the podcast where we rewrite movies we haven't seen based only on the poster. We are your poster boys. I'm Matt. And I'm Macho Man Mac. <laughs> and on this episode, we are continuing our Christopher Nolan miniseries with Interstellar. What the flick, what the flick, we don't know what a movie is Gonna tell you what we think it's about with the help of the post we figured it out What the flick, what the flick, gonna write a film that already exists We'll be doing it better cause we're so cool and back to two years up in school What the flick, what the flick, we're never gonna watch that shit Got better writers than Steven Spielberg, film directors are all dumb nerds What the flick, what the flick, that's the name of the podcast It's almost time to make some noise, it's time for the poster boys So what the flick, Alright, alright, I'm in space <laughs> <laughs> Well, actually, to do McConaughey, you got to do the Wesley ass, don't you? I'm in space. <laughs> in space, yeah. Like the, um, the is it the, the little beaver guy? Not a beaver, in Winnie the Pooh. Oh, yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. You know the one who comes yeah. out with the lunchbox and he's got a little hard hat on? He's a gopher, really? Is that him? A gopher? Is he a gopher? Oh, Either way, if it, was a, if it was a reboot of Winnie the Pooh, he'd be played by Matthew McConaughey. Correct. And that is the point of that. Yes. So anyway, yes. So we were so annoyed by uh, (laughs) Tenet last week um, that we decided that we're going to do a whole Christopher Nolan miniseries because we haven't seen a lot of... I think we've both seen the the Batman trilogy, right? Yeah, I've seen the Bats. So we're not going to worry about that. We're not going to worry about the Batman, but all of the other movies, maybe, uh, I think probably we are all right to to cover. I've seen Dunkirk. Oh, you've seen Dunkirk? Yeah, I've I've All told right. this story multiple times, but we went to watch Dunkirk as like a reunion of like three friends who hadn't seen each other in a while. We went for mm. food beforehand and all were like giggling and getting on because we hadn't seen each other for so long. And then 10 minutes into that movie, not a single soul in the cinema had uttered a single noise because they were watching it with such respect. And my friend Harry leaned over to me and said, I don't think there's going to be any jokes in this movie. <laughs> 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 and I really struggled not to laugh as I was watching Nazi soldiers gun down Brits. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, a very intense movie. Yeah, but yeah, I've seen Dunkirk and I've seen uh, Sleep Dreams. I've seen Given Dreams, Inception. I've seen Inception. Oh fuck! Have I have I seen Inception? Is the question. Well, let me give you a brief rundown of it based on what I reckon happened to. I feel like I've seen at least a bit of it because I remember a big train <laughs> and Elliot yeah. Page and um, I remember Marion Cotillard being like, jump off a building with me, Leonardo DiCaprio. And Leonardo DiCaprio being like, oh, no, no, I won't, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that, actually. Yeah, he's like, I reckon this is a dream and I reckon you're a dream and I reckon this isn't happening. And she's like, how could you possibly think I am a dream? And he's like, well, everything else has been a dream, so it's likely you're a dream. <laughs> and then she's like, well, your spinning top's not falling over. And he's like, yeah, that seems like it will happen only in a dream because the spinning top would fall over eventually. And yeah, she's like, but you do not love, fall over. She's like, you That's do not love me, Leonardo DiCaprio. And he's like, yeah, all right, look, I'm off. <laughs> I know that one from memes. Will yeah. the, the spinning top, it, did it fall over? Who can say? Yeah. And also I know the one from memes where Killian Murphy is like, he's got an expression. Yeah. And then DiCaprio and does like, like a squinty like face. Suspicious, suspicious yeah. DiCaprio. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Trying to work out whether Killian Murphy is over or under 27 and therefore fuckable. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's the plot of Inception. That's a brief mini Inception episode for everyone. 
and that's yeah, that's <laughs> that's what happens in Inception. Um, this episode is called Interstellar Brackets Inception. Also. Yeah, Brackets Inception and Dunkirk, the ones that Mac has seen and Matt might have done but can't remember. It's also very funny to do an episode of Inception inside another episode. It is. That is really, we're, we're really, we're metagaming Christopher yeah. Nolan here, which he'd appreciate, the dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> he'd love that. Yeah. He'd be like, oh, it's a podcast within a podcast. I don't know what Christopher Nolan sounds like. He looks like he'd sound like that, doesn't he? Doesn't he? Oh, my, it's a dream, my it's a name is Chris. My name is Christopher oh, okay. Nolan. You think I, wrote, like... I, wrote, I wrote a movie that was backwards. I did, think... but everyone in it, everyone in it keeps forgetting what's happening. Then they remember a bit, and I assume that's how memory loss works. I'm Christopher Nolan, and I love the Batman. You see Christopher Nolan with his sort of floppy centre parting <laughs> and his tan suits, and you think yeah. of like bridge, British bridge goblin. <laughs> 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 oh, give me a give me a pair and I'll buy some yum yums from Greg. It's <laughs> like opening his coat, being like, "You boys want to buy some watches?" <laughs> <laughs> it's just very funny the idea. I really like the idea of Christopher Nolan turning up to like you like some movie premiere and everyone be like, "My God, that is one of the greatest pieces of cinema I've ever seen." Memento truly has reestablished narrative as we yeah, know. He comes Christopher out on ha- stage. Yeah. <laughs> like, How did you write it. this? He's just like. I watched a movie with the. I accidentally set the controller and it went backwards, and I just thought maybe I should write a movie like this. Yeah. <laughs> when I when I was twenty seven, I watched The Lion King backwards in its entirety, <laughs> and I didn't realise that was what was happening. I just thought it was great cinema. So when I when I realised, I knew I had to make a movie so backwards that no one would know what direction they was watching it in. Cop that, cunts! And then he just, like, crab runs off the stage, throws, like, throws a handful of, like, wet beans into the audience, (laughs) and just, like, sideways runs off. I, like, really like that we've just made Christopher Nolan a Noel Fielding character. (laughs) Yeah, that's what it is. Just cuts to the mighty boosh of Christopher Nolan. It's It's me, crafty, cheeky Nolan! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm making movies all fucking day. Yeah. You've not seen the amount of movies I've made. <laughs> I made one about space and that that druggy fella's in it. You know the guy he's always saying yes, yes, yes. They're like, you mean Matthew? But he doesn't say yes, yes. He says all right. No, no, no. He's always going yes, yes, yes. I'm like, no, no, that's not him at all. That him and that wet cunt, DiCaprius. <laughs> I <laughs> also like an idea that Christopher Nolan never knows any of the ca- any of the actors' names is very funny. Yeah, I made that magic one with John Human in it. <laughs> <laughs> he's always he's always eating like a slightly wet sandwich out of some brown paper. <laughs> and like, it's cheese and mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not that's not a sandwich, mate. Those are two toppings you put on things you know, in a sandwich, like, you? You know, like how in you in, you get those horrible looking ones in like um, corner shops where it's like cheese, 
like grated cheese mixed with mayo and like yeah, that's and the like sandwich onion, like, like raw and maybe onion. raw white onion yeah that's yeah. what he's always eating just out of brown paper bag he's like <laughs> yeah he's got one hand with that the other hand he's got an orange but it's not like you know like peeled he's just like torn it open he's yeah. just eating it straight <laughs> through the skin like the skin is just enveloping his face like a face hugger from alien as he's just going more and more into the core of the orange <laughs> alternating bites. It's like, you've got to get your vitamin C from somewhere, haven't you? You can visibly see the sandwich like re- re- like retreating from the amount of citric acid that's been spat all over it. Like it's just disintegrating in his heart. After I got scurvy for the third time, I figured out you got to eat a fucking orange every now and then. I'm Christopher Nolan. <laughs> Anyway, here's my movie about space. <laughs> he goes to like the BFI, like the British Film Institute, or you know, goes to give some talk, and everyone's asking about him about his movies, and he's just talking about like some fungus that's growing between his toes. <laughs> he's like, I found a fiver in a bin. <laughs> <laughs> No, I just realised. I just realised after all this. I was thinking about Guy Ritchie. I was picturing Christopher Nolan. I was picturing Guy Ritchie, and that's how this is all come about. Because Guy Ritchie does seem like a kind of Guy Ritchie is that kind of guy. Guy Ritchie, the kind of guy who'd be like, I've been eating smoke dealing Bronston pickle for weeks. Exactly, yeah. Well, you want to ask about my movie, do you, you cheeky cunt? I'll let you with half a brick. <laughs> yeah, that's Guy Ritchie. They wouldn't let me cast Tom Hardy as the genie. <laughs> <laughs> like Tom or Guy Ritchie has a has a breakfast cereal he calls Cockney Gentlemanos, and it's literally smoked ale in a, a pool of custard. <laughs> He's tied into a knot. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just costly holding holding one single handgun for no reason. <laughs> he's just like waving at the gesture to people. Yeah, oh, Christopher Nolan would be furious that I had suggested he was, he was Guy Ritchie. The, yeah, that he was Guy Ritchie, man. It's very funny also to think like how well respected. Like not that like Guy Ritchie's not a well respected like No, I think right, he is obviously, really. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. It's not I'm not saying that he's not, I mean like but it's obviously very different. It's types a very of films, di- yeah, 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 yeah. They're very different filmmakers. Yeah, but I think Christopher Nolan would genuinely be furious to know that in the year of our Lord twenty twenty three, most people will be like, "Well, Guy Ritchie's still good at what he does." <laughs> like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like you may have you may have accidentally stumbled onto some very good films, but everything you've made recently is shit. Whereas Guy Ritchie has pretty much stayed three and a half stars consistently for the majority of his career. I, don't know. I thought people didn't like the gentleman. I thought you know that, which also has Matthew McConaughey in it, yeah. which is you know confusing, yeah. right? That's probably how I got them mixed up. Honestly, that's probably where my brain. Yeah, went I thought people didn't like that movie, but maybe I was wrong. I like. I think Gentleman's fine. I don't think it's great, but I think it's like it's a fun British romp. It's you a know, Guy Ritchie movie. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah it is. Like, it's just like, another one. Yeah, you don't get a lot of like British romps, really. Do you know what I mean? Or just like it's just a bit of yeah. fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like there's some of it's a bit dicey, but that's just Guy Ritchie loves putting in unnecessary violence. Uh, what do you know about Interstellar? About anything? I know fuck all about Interstellar. I know that maybe. The thing I know about Interstellar, in fact, is that there's 
a guy at the end who goes into like a big cosmic bookcase and then maybe becomes a baby and or his own dad. Okay. Well, I was going to say all I know is that there's time shenanigans. So that kind of matches up. Yeah. Time shenanigans, certainly. And also there's a robot that looks like a rubber, like a school eraser, not a condom. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that, but that's good to know. Yeah. Maybe it could look like a condom in our film. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. <laughs> Should we describe the absolutely fucked poster we found for Interstellar? Time for the poster. Let's look at the poster, poster time. It's poster time. Yeah, so this poster, it looks like... Do you know the movie Moonfall? <laughs> yeah, I was thinking it looks like Moonfall and signs stuck together. It looks like Mel Gibson's about to be haunted by the moon. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he was dating a planet in the shape of a figure eight and then it got hit by a car and cut in half by the car. Yeah, good. That was uh, like that. Anyway, this is is a very funny joke if you've seen the movie Signs and remember it quite well, which weirdly I do. Yeah, so again, all all I know about Interstellar... or Sorry, yeah, the poster. Sorry, let's get back to the Signs poster. The poster. So the poster is a kind of single point perspective photo of a farm. There's a lot of corn, so I assume it's an American farm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's kind of like a, a farmhouse slightly off to the right and a dirt track going down towards it. And then coming up sort of from beyond the hills is a beam of like smoke and kind of, you know, ethereal kind of cosmic vapor i guess it looks like what i'd imagine a tractor beam would look like you know, like the, the kind yes. of things that an alien spaceship would use to suck you up yeah into it. for sure and at the top of that there is another planet that looks a bit more fucked up right it looks craggy yeah it looks rocky it's purple and blues and so on the- and then in the middle of the tractor beam there is what appears to be a rocket ship mm going up towards the second planet yeah the planet itself does seem to have a bit of snow at the bottom of it i don't know if that's relevant at all but it just seems a bit is snowy that snow itself. yes i see that yeah i can yeah. i can dig that anyway the point is knowing the very little basis i have for this movie this poster doesn't give me any information <laughs> based on it what doesn't give us a lot to go on is it like a wallace and gromit you know um situation where there's a farmer and he's built a rocket in his back garden, and then another planet turns up in the sky, and he's the only, I don't know, something happens where he's got the only working rocket left, and mm. the president comes to his house and is like, you've got to go up on this rocket and meet the aliens. And then he does, and he turns into a baby and becomes his own dad. <laughs> well, based on the fact that I know there's time shenanigans, what I thought this perhaps was, was that planet above there is earth but it's earth from the future mm. and maybe earth's come back to be like hey we need matthew mcconaughey earth's greatest scientist to save our earth because he died too soon and we could like he died too soon on your earth but now we I have see. the technology for him to use or something and the big beam is just them sucking him up to the new earth or somehow though <laughs> <laughs> maybe he needs the spaceship because new earth because the future earth's atmosphere is so fucked that he needs to work on the spaceship do you know what I mean yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe all the people are real nasty looking. <laughs> there's there's a lot of like there's a lot of farm imagery in this poster, right? About mm. a third of the poster, I would say. 
<coughs> is corn. Yeah. So do we think that's relevant? If you told me this was a poster for the film The Martian, which as far as I know is Matt Damon making farm on Mars, <laughs> I would say yeah. it's more relevant, right? This seems like yeah. this poster seems like a sequel to The Martian where he's really succeeded. <laughs> like really succeeded. He's terraformed Mars and then Earth has been fucked up in the process. Or maybe they he go back sucked and- all the he's <laughs> sucking. This is Matt Damon sucking all of the vegetation <laughs> off of Earth and onto <laughs> Mars. Maybe what's happened is they come back in time, not because Matthew McConaughey is the world's greatest scientist, but maybe because he's the world's biggest weed dealer. And they're like, he's the only one who knows how to grow plants in, in any circumstance. <laughs> like, we need him to re-vegetate Shit, the Earth. Yeah, okay. So maybe this isn't corn. Maybe it's maybe it's. Well, I was going to say, it, c- it could still be corn. Maybe it's just a cover-up, right, for the fact that he's a big weedhead because Matthew McConaughey yeah. famously in real life is like a big advocate for marijuana and stuff right loves yeah, yeah loves the wacky tobacco and I think it seems like a, it genuinely seems like a real up his arse Christopher Nolan thing to make a big statement about weed by making a fucked mental space movie as opposed to just being like hey maybe weed's alright he's like I know I'll make a movie where yeah Matthew McConaughey is his own dad and sells weed to his children <laughs> yeah maybe like Matthew McConaughey, maybe it's the thing where they create, like, a spaceship that is, you know, it's capable of, of, of faster than light travel, which means that it can go, you know, huge distances yeah. and reach, like, and it's the first one, you know, mm. and they're sending it out sort of Star Trek style, almost, mm-hmm. almost like blind, but they know basically where they, like, they're like, this is... You know, this is the Earth-like planet that you're heading for, right? We've got to figure out whether that's a place that we can go. Because um, Earth's a bit fucked. And all that we can left is we can... All that we can grow is all we're growing in hydroponic farms. And all that everyone who's got them only wants to grow weed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but they've... So they've created this sort of faster-than-light spaceship. Um, but everybody's, like, so highly strung they can't fucking pilot it you know mm. so you have to be stoned to drive this spaceship <laughs> the only way is if you're like the most chill motherfucker who's ever existed and so they're like we need to find the ultimate stoner <laughs> stoner scientist who can drive this spaceship and it's matthew mcconaughey seth rogan and james franco our three <laughs> brothers all right, can I just suggest that even though we're doing comedy... Maybe can, Dave Franco. Yeah, I was going to say, can we, just not put, yeah, like can we just not put James Franco in? That's okay. Yeah, no, can, that's fine. Can we get? Right, can we have Dave Franco playing James Franco, playing whatever character he is? Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay, great. Yeah, Dave Franco seems fine. I'm yeah. not going to Wikipedia it. We'll yeah. just wait for somebody to tell us. Yeah. Maybe we just have a completely different actor play James Franco. Like, it's not even related to him. Like, we just have Andrew Garfield playing the role of James Franco. Maybe he's just James Franco, yeah. And yeah. he's just in this world. Yeah. And, and J- everyone's like, oh, it's James Franco. <laughs> it's famous Hollywood actor James Franco. But it's actually Tobey Maguire. That's <laughs> <laughs> Melissa McCarthy again. Mm. It's Anya Taylor-Joy playing you. Play yeah, it. perfect. Yeah. Okay, so Anya Taylor-Joy uh, plays James Franco. And Mac- Matthew McConaughey and Seth Rogen play. Oh, um, I've, got, I've got the perfect solution to this little tent truffle we're having here yeah people come and they're like we need to find the world's greatest scientists who are also stoners to fly this plane right and they'll be obviously like well who do we know is the most famous 
um, stoner in the world and they go to James Franco and ask him who his weed dealer is. <laughs> yeah. And that's how it all comes about. That's nice, yeah. And so and then yeah, yeah and he's like, Okay, we gotta go. So, and yeah, they open the door and they're like, What well, yeah, this is James Franco's house, definitely. Yeah. And then they open the door and it's Annie Taylor Joy and they're like, Yeah, there we go. It's well you knew it was James Franco. <laughs> yeah. Hey James Franco, who who deals you weed? And Annie Taylor Joy is like I'm a cunt and I will take you to my weed dealer. <laughs> She's wearing a t-shirt that just says I'm the green goblin. <laughs> <laughs> my on the back it says my dad is Willem Dafoe. Yeah, she's got a hat on that says ask me about Spider-Man 3. <laughs> that's that's the only film that she ever references at any point. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, so they get yeah the the government the FBI go to James Franco played by Anna Taylor Joy's house and yeah. he uh, takes them to this sort of remote farm in the middle of nowhere yeah where and he's like this is where you will find you know they grow the best shit right and mm-hmm. it's Ma- uh, Matthew McConaughey and Seth Rogen. And Seth Rogen's like the biologist, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the one growing all these like crazy chilled out weeds. And Matthew McConaughey maybe is like a bit of a conspiracy theorist and he's got like a big radio antennae on the top yeah, of the yeah. farmhouse and he's like got a tinfoil hat and he's listening to radio signatures and watching the skies. And he's like, I knew you'd be here sooner or later. He, the, You know, the FBI comes rolling up and he's like, holy shit, it's the men in black. Yeah. And he actually turns to, he turns to Seth Rogen and says, here come the man in black. And Seth Rogen says, the Galaxy Avengers. Yeah, the <laughs> Galaxy Defenders. Yeah. Oh, the and Defender, then they yeah. both like run in opposite directions yeah. and then they come back and they bonk heads. And, <laughs> you know. Yeah, good classic comedy bits. Yeah, exactly. And they're both in like t-shirts and underpants. Yeah. And like there's, you know, there's um, beer cans sort of all over the floor and they're trying desperately to like put the joints out and stuff and the FBI yeah. are like, don't worry, we are, we come in peace, we've brought James Franco with us. I really like the idea as well of them coming down. Like, so, Who's going to be the FBI agent, do you think? Because they probably need to cast them, right? Yeah, well, I'm sure that it doesn't, they're probably not like huge characters, but supporting yeah. enough that they might be like, Semi well known name. I was gonna you know? say because I feel like it could be like Mark Strong because he seems the kind of person who's just in things for a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah Mark Strong's good. Yeah, because he's also got that kind of like authoritative nature, but also can do a bit of comedy stuff, right? Like bounce off it. Yeah, it's Mark Strong and it's Laura Linney. Yeah, yeah, very good. I like the idea of him going down and he's just kind of like you know, like flicking like you know, like little like bobblehead or something, and it's like. Turns to James Franco and you tell her Joel is like, this is meant to be like this big scientist. This is meant to be like the best weed dealer in the world. It doesn't seem like all that clever to me. Uh, Matthew McConaughey maybe behind his glasses just starts like smirking. You like that McConaughey head wiggle where he's like, <laughs> yeah, right. And he flicks a little switch, and outside all the fields of corn just flip over. <laughs> And there's weed on the other side. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like a speakeasy where like all the things just flip around like into the walls, but it's just like the the fields perfectly flip over and it's just acres and acres of weed. He's like, we grew this stuff, only grows at night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, right, right, yeah, right. yeah, Seth Rogen has like developed this weed that bro- no, both glows in the dark so that stoners are obsessed with it, but also only mm-hmm. grows at night. So it's like, no one even knows it's here. <laughs> yeah. 
it photosynthesizes itself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I said doing George W. Bush, but I think that's funnier. Yeah, I was we both are. It, yeah. Fool me what? Um, <laughs> Shame on you. And so that's the sort of setup is the earth is like dying and they need to test this rocket ship but every astronaut they put in there has gone insane from stress this is like the opposite of pacific rim right where pacific rim it's so stressful you need two people to pilot it whereas this is the other side where it's like it's so stressful you just need you to get really really stoked you've got to be like unbelievably high yeah yeah <laughs> i think it's very good and so yeah that's what they that's what they do they're like this and you know, Earth's in a bad way, right? We've got to go find new places that we might be able to go to, new spots for like agriculture and so on. Um, we're going to fire you in the general direction of where we reckon some Earth-like planets are, yeah. and you're just going to Star Trek about for us. Yeah. And then what we've got is like a stoner comedy, but instead of like they're just trying to get to the grocery shop to buy a sandwich. They uh the stakes are somewhat higher. Maybe I know I always end up jumping to the end, but maybe it does turn out then the planet they find is like Earth in the past or something. Like they go slightly further back, but they end up in like the sixties and it's like their yeah. dream. But whenever they go back there, they give the technology to the government that helps them stop the thing from happening, but they don't want to go back. So they're like, Well, where are the sixties now? This is like peak weed time right <laughs> they go to woodstock and stuff <laughs> like that's like the big happy ending for them so as we can kind of work around to that where they're just like yeah that's sick <laughs> but what yeah, incidences no, sure. they can have in space that are both stoner comedy but also scary space missions if you go faster than light do you go forward or backwards in time i think you're meant to go forwards i think they said it's impossible to go backwards you go forward yeah so if they are like going faster than light twice the speed of light for a year they've actually gone forward in time two years yeah maybe yeah yeah i think yeah who knows but also it's a movie we can do whatever we want <laughs> that's true yeah um but you know yeah. i feel like again it's the kind of shit where it's like nolan would come out and be like uh well i hired it's all accurate <laughs> it's all accurate yeah exactly it's accurate it 15 <laughs> physicists to write this movie huge bite of his sandwich like he catches a little bit of the brown paper in his teeth and like rips <laughs> it off with the sandwich but yeah. he doesn't bother to stop chewing and he it, just eats the paper he just says something like it's good you eat your roughage <laughs> and like laughs really yeah. hard and like, as he laughs like bits of cheese and raw onions sort of pepper <laughs> the audience he's like anyway the physics is accurate, and actually we made, like, 15 different actual discoveries while we were making this movie, because I am the best at science. A lot of it's just one of those things that were like, they actually go slightly into the future, and they do find the technology, and then unexplainedly, somehow they just travel back to old Earth again to give it to them, and they just don't explain how it, how it worked. No, but well, because they're going back yeah. faster than light, but they're going yeah. backwards, right? They're going back the way I, they came, so they go back in time. But they go back too fast, yeah, yeah, yeah. and That's so they've really gone way like back that. into the past. I re I really like the idea of there being a scene, right, where like obviously you're gonna have a lot of shenanigans of them training to be able to experience like with We need training shenanigans, yeah, where yeah. they're all where they're like you know, they're on that big like round yeah. sort of gyroscope the, where it goes flings around the room <laughs> yeah. yeah but they've just got like a bong he's like just <laughs> doing a big bong rip like on the <laughs> scrambler 
they're doing the vomit comet and they yeah. both have just got like they're losing their edibles in the vomit <laughs> comet. And Mark Strong's just like shaking his head and Laura yeah. Linney is, you know, it was I think Laura Linney like at first is quite stern, yeah. but by the end she's also like got a big yeah. blunt and she's like flicking Mark Strong's nose. I really like the idea at one point Mark Strong looks up at the, the gyroscope or whatever and starts panicking because he sees the smoke coming off it and he runs in with you know, like the fire extinguisher and stuff and he looks yeah. up and the two of them are just there with their sunglasses on just like <laughs> just giggling, <laughs> giggling. Do you know what I mean? and then he just throws it down like runs in and he's like we're never going to get anywhere with these guys and then like they look up at like you know like the the body reports or something you know like they're like physical reports and it's like they've experienced yeah. no trauma whatsoever like it's just like they are completely fine he's just like I just I don't understand it no one has ever had tests this good. <laughs> yeah, well, and maybe Mark Strong's like, he is, you know, like, he's jealous because yeah. it, maybe he did, like, all the space training and so on. Maybe he's not the FBI. Maybe he's, like, a NASA guy. Yeah. And yeah. he's like, I trained for fucking years and I was the best, you know, and they won't let me on the fucking spaceship because mm. they say I'll go insane. But these guys, all they have to do is smoke weed and they're, like, pulling results that I could never even dream of. Yeah. Uh, I'm mad about that. I like the idea of that, um, that conversation. He's like complaining to Laura, right? And as he's doing it, Seth Rogen just walks in and sees his test and he's like, pretty good. And then like Mark Strong's like, how did you do that? And he's just like, I've pretty much not felt anything for 10 years. <laughs> just, like, walks out of the room. And as he walks out of the room, he's like, no shoes on. And you very clearly see him just stand on like a pen and don't doesn't say anything. Just, <laughs> just walking out of the room. Yeah, he stands on a Lego on his way out. Yeah, and it like sticks into his foot. In fact, it's just absorbed by his foot. Like as he, stands, he walks, he in. walks out, and as he walks, you pan down, and he's wearing flip flops. <laughs> and as the shoes come down, like, and you see, and his foot goes up, you can see that there's just like years old Legos just <laughs> all stuck up in his feet, yeah. and he's just walking around on them. Yeah. He's not even noticed. So yeah, they do all the training. Um, and maybe yeah, Mark. Maybe Mark Strong becomes because he is kind of an antagonist, right? Yeah. Maybe he becomes increasingly frustrated to the point where he's like, um, you know, he wants to sabotage them, right? He's like, Earth isn't worth this. Yeah. <laughs> These guys are the last hope of humanity. I don't want anything to do with that. I'm going to sabotage the mission. Um, so maybe he starts like smoking the weed. Mm. Or saying that he smokes the weed, yeah. but he really doesn't smoke the weed. Oh. And so people are like, okay, Mark Strong, you can go on the mission, but he's secretly still really uptight. What if he, what if it's this, right? He's like, I'm going to go on the mission and I'll help you actually pilot the ship out of orbit because I've got all the NASA training. But then yeah. because he's not actually smoking weed, what he does is he gets on and just immediately takes like, sleeping tablets and just falls asleep <laughs> so, they have, <laughs> so they have to deal with it on their own you mean he's just like my life's not worth living if these two are better astronauts than me so he just expects i'm just gonna take sleeping tablets that's gonna be the end for me yeah but they'll fail also and they'll go down as like the biggest idiots in history Do you well, know maybe what i was maybe it's like um have you seen the movie lost in space with um joey, joey Tribbiano? friends <laughs> yeah. yeah i think so years ago but i haven't seen it like recently so, um, do you remember in that there was there's a bit where they've got like an evil, an evil guy on board? Yeah, and it might I feel in my head he's Gary Oldman. I don't think it's Gary Oldman, mm. but he's definitely got Gary Oldman vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the point is that he is there 
but then some time shenanigans happen and then they go back to like a planet that he that they left him on and he's turned into like a big evil spider <laughs> i don't remember that but Matt, you'll be happy to know it is gary oldman it is Gary Oldman. Yeah. So Gary Oldman turns into a big evil spider. <laughs> and maybe crazy. that happens to Mark Strong. Maybe like <laughs> something about the sort of faster than light travel. Like it elongates all his limbs and he's like, going, whoa! And, he, and it turns him insane and also spider-like. And he becomes the villain through, and, and, and he's just an insane spider, Mark Strong. Oh, yeah. Well, I was going to say, you know how you get those big suits that they use for, like, working on stuff where you put your arms through, like, a big tunnel kind of thing? Yeah. What if he gets elongated and then they eject him out, but he's in that kind of suit? So he's outside the ship, but he's, like, big, long limbs. Oh, very good. Just, so like, tippy, 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 yeah. tippy, all over the ship. Yeah. But so he's out, like, oh, he's, no, we got to do something. Yeah, he's outside just, like, scooting about, like, a big, scary spider beast. And they're like, we're getting to the new planet, but scary, stretchy Mark Strong's out there. Yeah, and he's coming too, and we can't stop him. Yeah, Stretch it's Mark the... Strong, they call him. Stretch Mark Strong <laughs> is the name of the villain <laughs> yeah. once he becomes Spider-Eyes. <laughs> yeah. All right, okay, Matt, what's this? All right, the perfect then. He is so caught up with his anger and jealousy that he's like, fuck it, I'm going on the mission. And everyone's like, no, Mark Strong, you're too rigid. You'll never be able to endure it. They're going to yeah. jerk because they're so stoned all the time. They're having such a good buzz. You'll never survive. And he's like, I'll do it. I'll show you all. I'll do it. And then they're in the spaceship. And as the G-forces are going, you just see Mark Strong's suit stretching further and further back. And Matthew McConaughey reaches forward, just pushes a button. He's like, Houston, Addy, we got problems going on here. And, he's, and they're like, what do you need, McConaughey? And he's like, you put some Bowie on. <laughs> <laughs> and then they put on ground control to be in the top. Oh, I thought they were going to put on uh, the uh, Ziggy Stardust. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. That's perfect. Cause I think the scene you have here, right, is both McConaughey and Seth are going to put their helmets on, put the like the face thing down. And then you just see the helmets filling with smoke. <laughs> like Just like, yeah. just gets cloudier and cloudier just the two of them just recline backwards in the safe as Mark Strong's just screaming at them being like you idiots what about me as his arms are just stretching further and further back yeah yeah. I sent you um, a picture of oh my god that's horrible spider oldman fucking hell I don't want Mark I don't want stretch Mark Strong to look as bad as that if that's okay no, that's, that's what, fine. Stretch yeah. Mark Strong can look basically human, just with really long limbs. Yeah. And he just kind of scuttles about like yeah. that. But yeah, I think Ziggy Stardust, well, their, their helmets just fill up. And you just have, like, a little montage of them going through space. Well, and that, that I think that would be such a good, um, that would be such a good, like, uh, background music, you know, for yeah. them leaving Earth, right? Yeah. Because they go, he goes, you know, can you put some Bowie on? And then they put the helmets on, the things fill with smoke. And you can see, like, their eyes go blank. And they've yeah. gone into, like, weed-suspended animation. <laughs> yeah. But that's why I think it would be good, because a big musical montage where it's, like, very high-saturation shots of just the space shuttle going through space and, like, loads yeah, exactly. of really color- unnecessarily colorful stuff. But everything that just cuts to a horrible shot of Mark Strong's limbs. Of Mark Strong still hanging on to the spaceship. <laughs> and they get there and he's like, I've been hanging on to the outside of this fucking spaceship for four years. You can't. <laughs> 
Yeah, and then Matthew McConaughey's like, that's crazy. It's <laughs> like so calm. Hey man, you're really fucking long. <laughs> you're like really fucking long, bro. <laughs> Seth Rogen's just like, oh. <laughs> yeah. That's the only line <laughs> Seth Rogen has in the film. It's just yeah. he goes, oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. But, Obviously, we've done the conflict now. We've got to get some sort of relative resolution. So they have to deal with yeah, the monster. Well, so they, monster. I think they go to... I think maybe what they do is they find, like, maybe Spider... Um, Stretch Markstrong has... You know, because of, like, the, his weight on one side of the ship and, like, the drag of him elongating for five years. Yeah. It's, like, knocked them off course a bit, you know? Yeah. And so they land on what is sort of quite a desolate world... And maybe they find um, some stuff and they, you know, there's nothing on the surface, but eventually they find, uh, you know, humanoid people right there. Mm. And they're like, psst, psst, come in, you know, and they, they're a little bit sort of Gollum-esque, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're all living underground in tunnels and they're like, come on, quick, 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 before nightfall, we've got to back, we've got to get back under undercover and they're like what's going on man and he's like no they they come out at night right mm. and so they have this thing where it turns out you know there's a race of humanoid kind of golems living underneath the surface and then above the surface there's like these big i don't know there's some sort of like dangerous predator right yeah. and maybe stretch mark strong has like a Chronicles of Riddick thing where he like becomes the alpha of the <laughs> yeah. dangerous predators and then they have to have a fight or something like that happens. Mm. And uh, Matthew McConaughey, oh, we still haven't given a, a name to, we've got Stretch Mark Strong, but <laughs> we haven't given a name to the two, to the two main characters. Uh, we've I got rock- James Franco, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Is James Franco in James. space, do you think? <clears throat> I think James Franco's in space, yeah. I think Andy <laughs> jo- Taylor Joy comes along for the ride. Yeah, okay. Um, Seth Rogen, I think. Um, well, he's the botanist, right? Mm. So maybe he's literally just called Bush or something. <laughs> he's called he's called Bush Barkfield. Uh, Matthew McConaughey is called. Maybe the thing with Seth Rogen is his name is like his name's Tulip. <laughs> yeah, that's and good. like people give him a bit of like shit for it, yeah. you know? Yeah, I think that's good. Yeah, Tulip's a very good name, and everyone's just called. And I mean, maybe. McConaughey calls him Chewy, but like everyone else just always calls him like Private Tulip and he hates it. And McConaughey's yeah. always like, come on, Chewy, we gotta go. I wasn't yeah, anyone's voice there. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey's name is... Um, Shades. <laughs> Will Nye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, good. <laughs> like that, yeah. Will and Chewy. Yeah, Will and Chewy, James, Will, Chewy, James Franco, and Stretch Mark Strong. <laughs> yeah. They're on form. the adventure of a lifetime. Well, what I was going to say when you were talking about the wee golem creatures, right? Mm. Is one of Mark Strong, like whenever he says the golem, whatever, the, maybe he goes into the little, like, like you know, burrows with the golems and um, Chewy and Will. And then he, like, chews them out and he's like, you fucking idiots, because you couldn't pilot the ship because you knocked me out. It's your fault we're off course. And now we're yeah. going to stay here with these little gremlin things. Yeah, uh, and also I'm a, a stretch mark student yeah. now. But I was going to say, but what if he becomes the king of the little golem things, right? And they're all like, we got to watch out for the big like killer animals on, on the surface that come out at night. Oh, uh, okay. And yeah. then they're all looking like, you know, like through like some like grate, grating or something. 
And the things that come out at nighttime are just stoners. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just it's just more of like the more or less the same kinds of guys. And Mark <laughs> stretch Mark Strong is like You've got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> it's just like furious. It's just all these stoned aliens. But maybe the little golems are all actually like plant creatures. And that's why they're all hiding. They oh, are weed. <laughs> like they are weed that is gained sentience or something. Yeah, 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 for sure. And then, I mean, there has to be a point where like either Will or Chewie sees like a, a really hot, like big titty golem creature. Yeah. Well, it's obviously Chewie, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're my love interest now. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, he has to court them or something. And then, like, maybe there's a, I don't know, whether she comes with them or there's a point where, like, he keeps kind of losing her and shenanigans ensue. Right, because I think we've got to have, it's like a it's like a planet-hopping stoner comedy, right? So you've got, yeah. you have your set pieces, right, in a stoner comedy. Mm-hmm. So you have the sort of scene, the scene in the house that's really messy and some kind of authority figure tells them that they're wastrels and they'll never make anything of themselves and they're kind of military school or fucking whatever it is, right? And then they have a task. Mm-hmm. And then they're shit at the task because they're stoned. Mm-hmm. So we've done the setup scene and we've done a bit of them being shit at the task. But there's this, the scenes that you need, I think, is there's a scene in a car, right, where they're listening to music and smoking weed, which we've dealt with. Yeah. And I think we need like three or four scenes that are like just isolated little sketches in various locations. And usually it would be like, um, you know, hot girls party, right? Grocery store trying to pretend that they're not high and getting pulled over by some cops. Mm -hmm. And it would be like, I don't know, a fucking burger shop or some shit. But here it's like three different planets, maybe. Well, I was going to say, you could do the middle one with the golems, because if the golems are like the creatures that the stoners of nighttime are smoking, maybe they're like, hey, why are you two, why do you two smell so funny to Chewie and Will? And they're like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about, man. I think they have to <laughs> pretend they're not stoners to the little golem creatures. Cause yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. And so... Like, are you going to smoke us? <laughs> like, okay, well, and then maybe at one point, like... um. Maybe Chewie, like, fucks the hot golem creature. Yeah. Um, who is played by, I don't know, Alexandra Daddario, but in, like... <laughs> yeah, just a lot of prosthetics. Well, no, in, in like, Andy Serkis um, <laughs> yeah. mocap suit, but they've yeah. just... They've made Gollum, but they've just given him... Yeah. Given Gollum big old tits. Um, oh, and then immediately after his sex, he lights up, because it's just what he's exactly. used to. Exactly, yeah. yeah. He's <laughs> so, like... He's, 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 got, he's got sort of the, uh, you know... Because that, that's what he does after yeah. sex every it's just time. Just body he memory. Yeah. Up. Exactly. Yeah. He sparks up a joint, and then she's like, "The fuck are you doing?" <laughs> yeah, and they just all panics. smell it. Yeah. yeah. And like he blinks, and then suddenly there's like a hundred of them in the room, yeah. you know. And they've all got like real sharp teeth all of a sudden. Yeah. And like while that's happening, it's just like McConaughey and Stretch Markstrom are having an argument, and then like what Mark McConaughey. Yeah. Well, just and like, maybe hang on, because we've got to like if we've got Daddario, right? Yeah. We better fucking do something with her because she is like a good comedy actress. So I think maybe if we make her like the queen of the golems, right? And so all the golems take them down to the queen of the golems and she's like, welcome strangers from a distant planet. You know, you're, you're, you're welcome here. We live in peace. We have no, you know, enemies and all this kind of stuff. Don't go outside because you don't want to get smoked. 
um, you know, come and see me if you need anything. And maybe, like, they have, you know, her and Chewie have, like, a bit of a thing mm-hmm. where he's a klutz. He's always, like, you know, dropping stuff and, like, bumping his head on the tunnels and she's laughing and, like, um, teasing him, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And maybe we sort of build up that relationship a little bit. Mm before we have the, the, the betrayal of him smoking weed directly yeah. after sex. So the question is, why are they staying there, right? And is it because, for some reason, like, the ship got damaged, and so um, Stretch Markstrong and Will Nye have to, like, repair the ship, and while they're doing that, that's why Chewie's got the time to be romancing the Queen of the, of the Golems. I think that works well uh, if, like, yeah, they're fixing the ship together. And then you can have the whole thing where Mark Strong's talking about his training and stuff. But again, Will and I is genuinely a fantastic scientist. He just also is a stoner. So Yeah, and again, you can see that Mark Strong's just getting super frustrated that Will Nye is, like, so good at this. Yeah. Or you have, like, some genuine moment of heart or something where um, Will and I just asks him why, why he joined NASA or something. And Mark Strong tells him, like, this is the story. And Will and I is just like pretty cool story bro so because he's stoned he just finds it really interesting it's like a big it's like yeah so we asked him like oh well you know what made you do it yeah. and there's like a big flashback and stretch mark strong you know his like dad um oh, his dad know, was looked, a drug dealer and left or someone, <laughs> he's, he's like you know he's always looking up at the stars right yeah. and he had a hard life yeah maybe his dad was a drug dealer or something yeah. um yeah. and he's you know he always goes up to sort of the top of the uh, the apartment block where he lives, to the roof, and he lies on his back and he looks at the stars, and that gives him hope for the future, you know, and that's what gave him the motivation to work hard and become a NASA scientist. And you have this really quite touching, moving, like sort of short story yeah. about a child with you know with nothing really in life who had a dream that he made reality. And you cut back, and you know, the audience are like crying, they're shedding yeah. a tear. Mark Strong's a fantastic actor, even if we've aged him down to child and he's still bald. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, everyone's shedding a tear, and you just see like Mark, uh, Will Nye's completely spaced out, and he just goes, <laughs> What? Yeah. So, sorry, man, I was not listening at all. <laughs> yeah. And Stretch Mark Strong's like, You're a cunt. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think that's very good. But it'd be very funny if then you could have a bit later where he references the story and it's like a little wink where he's like, I was listening. I just was, you know, just pulling your pisser more or less. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, Mark Strong is like, oh, maybe he's not such a bad man, but it just yeah, takes a little so while. I think maybe that's how we end the scenes on this planet, right? Um, yeah. You have, you know, they're fixing the thing and we have the Mark Strong flashback. And then as that happens, right, you see Mark Strong about to like, like, Gother, yeah. Will Knight. He's like had it out to here. He's like, you piece of shit. Like, um, I'm spilling my guts here to you, and you don't even give a fuck, right? Let's go. I've had enough of it. I've had it out to here with this shit. Let's go. And at that point, you see Chewie like burst out of the cave, and he's like, we've got to go. We've got to go. We've got to go. We've got to go. <laughs> he's like got no trousers on, just yeah. a t-shirt. His butt's out. Um. And they're like, what the fuck is, you know, maybe he's like carrying his trousers and like a yeah. big bong. And he's like, we're going to go, we're going to go, we're going to go. And he runs up inside the spaceship and they're like, what's going on? And then yeah. you hear like, like, you know, <laughs> war cries and all of the golems are coming out of the cave with sharp teeth and like rifles. Yeah, it's like, it's like World War, 
It's like World War Z, where it's like a wave of just bodies. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like pouring out. And they're like, holy shit, we better hope that we fix this right. And then they take off and there's like golems clinging to the side. I really like the idea of them taking off, right? And it does one of those shots where like it just shows you the crowd of golems all you know, like shaking their fists and like making that noise. And the camera just pads around slightly and I just do it. It's just smoking. <laughs> Yeah, that's like, great. And yeah. so they, yeah, they and they breathe a sigh of relief, and they're like, "Oh shit, hang on, where's James Franco?" And it cuts yeah. back to the planet, and all of the goblins are like kicking the ground and <laughs> chucking their spears down, and like going, rah, 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 you know, rabble, rabble, rabble. And then they hear like a a, 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 a lighter strike, right? And then like a yeah, a big bong rip, and they all look around, and it's Anya Taylor Joy as James Franco, uh, just and she just looks at them, and it's like what. <laughs> and then they all attack again, and it, that's it cuts, yeah. and that's the end of James. Can Franco. I just put I just thought also, Can I do Taylor Joy's costume? Literally, just be that t-shirt we mentioned earlier, and it's just yeah. a sharpie that is just two diagonal lines from her nose. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like when James Franco always has like this shittiest facial hair, and it's he just, surely does. It's just like a sharpie, like the generic old French mustache you do when you were like a child, like that kind of like just too straight. Uh, it's uh, Gomez Adams mustache from yeah. the Adams family. He's just a, just, just a real ratty guy, just in general, <laughs> yeah. James Franco. Uh, I say that when they take off, right, maybe like because they've escaped, maybe Mark Strong just like finally cracks the shit with all the, like both of them is just like, use a fuck this, we're absolutely fucked. We have no hope of getting back. It's just yeah, like screaming yeah, yeah. Well, at them. And what, what, I, what I think what would be fantastic is like, um, he's ranting and like walking around the cockpit, you know, on his yeah. big, like stretchy legs. Yeah. And as he's ranting, you can see that like James Franco and Seth Rogen just are like slowly just <laughs> putting on their helmets. <laughs> and you see one of them hits a button and Dave, uh, David Bowie starts playing. And. <laughs> Stretch Mark Strong looks around and they're strapping themselves in and he's like, wait, no, 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 no. And they hit the airlock and he's just gone again. <laughs> I really like that. Can I just add one small other joke to it? Yeah. While, while it's happening at the start, before they do it, he's just telling them all off individually, right? Like he's just being like, you are the worst excuse for a scientist I've ever seen. You have all the talent in the world. You waste it by fucking up your brain. Can't even think straight. You had one job. Your one job was to try and find any plants that you could grow. And you're too busy thinking about your dick to get to do that. And you, you're about to be the queen of those little guys. Why are you here? And it's just like, <laughs> <laughs> and it's the Dario. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and she's That's just like, really good. And she's like, well, I wasn't angry. <laughs> it's like, I don't know why, <laughs> I don't know why you thought I was mad. And he's just like, Seth Rogen's like, all right. <laughs> they just start just making out again. a space suit and she's yeah. like, sweet. Yeah, that's amazing. Love that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like it's just not so, referenced yeah. at all. It's not referenced how she got on. Mark Strong no, just shouted. Then he's just, just po- there. Yeah, he's just like, it's like, where did you get here? And she's just like, I just walked yeah. on. And she's wearing James Franco's t shirt. <laughs> yeah. It says, Ask me about Spider Man 3. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah. And maybe like, um, they blow, they blow, they blow Stretch Mark Strong out of the airlock again yeah. and he's hanging onto the side just banging on and they turn up the bowie and and will nye is like man i could go for a burger computer set course for burgers um <laughs> and then they go back into weed suspended isolation yeah. animation i i think that's very good i think i've got a perfect little bit of plot i think at some point right yeah i think maybe you said they set course for burgers they're in weed suspended animation and the computer figures out 
there is a planet in the solar system somehow has something that resembles burgers, right? Yeah. They get there and it is the future Earth place that they're thinking about, right? Maybe they land, but as they're coming in to land, it's just like, like again, a real stupid stoner comedy bit. Mark Strong, like, rears up, you know, to attack them. Mm-hmm. But it's right as, like, you know, like the opening gate just comes out and just yeah, bonks just him on the head, right? Yeah, just comes out He just is knocked out. And then I think here, you actually have barely any plot. It's literally just them being like, hey, we're from, we're from Earth. They're like, that's crazy, dude. This is Earth. And everyone on Earth now is just a big stoner. Yeah, that's, I think that's perfect dialogue. Yeah. Hey, uh, y- y- we come in peace, we're from Earth. And they're like, hey, that's crazy, we're from Earth. <laughs> yeah, and it's very clearly, uh, it's like two other actors who be, it's like Daddy McBride and like Aziz yeah, Ansari and or something. Hill. Yeah, yeah, it's Daddy McBride and Jonah Hill. And then there's also just, um, oh, fuck, when you, it's Olivia Coleman playing someone else, like playing one of their other mates who's cousin. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Olivia Coleman playing Michael Sarah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like the same as that before. Like, that's crazy. You guys are so like us. And then Matthew Mc- or Will Nye is just like, we got sent here to try and save the earth, but it seems like everything's going pretty good. And then they're like, that's crazy. 20 years ago, a guy looked just like you got sent to the future to save the earth. And he brought this back. And it's just like some MacGuffin thing. And he's like, do you guys still need that? And they're like, no, we got loads of them now. And he's like, right, I got to take this guy home. It's nice to meet you folks. You're not getting away. Like, yeah, that's, like, that's great. It. Yeah, and it's like it's so limited, right? And it's and just, that's yeah, it. it's not Earth. It's just like a planet that is they all, the people who live there also call Earth. Yeah. And it's very, <laughs> very similar. Yeah. But, and they, but, yeah, and so, but... Uh, and yeah, and so they walk past just as like stretch Mark Strong sitting up again, like, <laughs> yeah. shaking it off. They walk past and they're like, we got the thing, man. We're back off to Earth now. <laughs> yeah. And they like shut the door and they start to take off. And he's like, you can't come back. And yeah. he stretches up and he grabs yeah. the fins as he's yeah. going and off they go again. Right. But maybe this time, like they're on their way back, you know, mm-hmm. and they get like, again, stretch Mark Strong is being a dick banging on the side of the aircraft, like kicking his kicking his weight around and he bends a fin and they go off course or something. Yeah. And they start drifting towards like a black hole. Well, that's what I was going to say. I think the perfect thing is, right, maybe like while this happens, Mark Strong is like just booting the shit out of the spaceship, right? Like ruining <laughs> it, right? Like he's just kicking the fuck out of it. Like just yeah. trying to break it. <laughs> and they're like, dude, would you fucking chill? Right. You're harshing her yeah. buzz. And Seth Rogen's just like, you know, he's damaged the like navigation system or something. And Mark or Will dies just like, Hey man, you remember that Apollo mission they had to do that slingshot maneuver around the planet? And then Seth Rogan's like, We don't hard to do that, we're not real spaceships like no man, but they didn't have a real slingshot. And he just like flies up some close to a planet and attaches Mark Strong on <laughs> like hooks him on to a planet and it just propels them back to Earth <laughs> while Mark Strong flies the other direction just into space. <laughs> like just, there's some loose bit of debris or like a satellite he just hooks on to and uses yeah. it as an elastic band, firing them back to Earth while Mark Strong flies off into space. That's very good, yeah. Yeah, I think that's very funny just to imagine him just being like, no, 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 no. (laughs) (laughs) Real like space jam hours with Stretch Mark Strong. Yeah, yeah, and he gets fired off like a rubber band into space. Yeah. And they sort of careen into like a black hole, right? Yeah. And everything goes a bit like stretchy and everyone's like, whoa! And it's playing like 
I don't know, one of the more psychedelic tracks from Lonely It's like Hearts a Jimi Hendrix band. song or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jimi Hendrix, perfect. Yeah. Um, and then they go, you know, they end up in the thing I know about, Interstellar, right? In the middle of the black hole, there's like this big cosmic library. Yeah. And it's all like bookshelves and oh. they can poke a book out and they can see, oh, look, through this bookshelf, there's Abraham Lincoln. And they're like, Mr. President, look behind you. And they like they start <laughs> yeah. messing with history just through poking books out of the big library. Rather than it be a, a library because it's a stoner comedy, could it be a video store? Yeah, 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 absolutely. And, and, and there is and there's fully just like it's Will Ferrell just working the main desk. Just like, yeah, hey, Will Ferrell <laughs> in a VHS store, but he's got like antennae coming out of his head. <laughs> so, you know, he's an alien. <laughs> yeah. And he's just like, yeah, you guys put those back, please. Like he's like being like a real neurotic video store guy. Yeah, like, hey, just wandering gonna... around, being like, hey, that's a limited edition. <laughs> yeah, 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 he's like, stop pushing things over, okay? And mm. then in the background, you can see him putting up like like a cardboard cutout of like Jackass the movie four, like thing of just Johnny Knoxville and things like that. Like, yes, but everyone's like everyone's like four dimensional kind of shapes <laughs> and aliens yeah. and so on. Yeah. It's like, um, and so yeah. They're seeing glimpses of the past and the future, like through the shelves. Yeah. And they are, you know, they save Abraham Lincoln. Oh my they... God, Matt, Matt, with all the Abraham Lincoln bit you just said. Maybe they, like, so Will Dye pulls the tape out and he sees Abraham Lincoln about to be assassinated. And he's like, yeah. Mr. President, and Will, Abraham Lincoln ducks. The bullet comes and Will Knight moves out of the way. At the same time, Seth Rogen pulls a tape out and it just shows you JFK driving yes. the house. Yes. And the it's him and Seth Rogen's like, fuck, I just puts the tape back off. And that's it. It's like the reference that again. That's great, yeah. yeah. And you see one guy in like a tinfoil hat look round and see Seth Rogen and go, <laughs> yeah. pointing like, and then Seth Rogen's like, nope, well, I'm sure that won't have any consequences. <laughs> Seth Rogen's still wearing the big space helmets so of the guy. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, it's an alien. An alien just killed JFK. <laughs> yeah. So how, how do we get out of this bit? They just enjoy the and library. That, so, yeah, so all of that happens, right? And... um. Will Ferrell's chasing him around, being a narc, being, yeah. you know, and he's like, listen, I need to send you guys back to your time. You're being an absolute pain in my fucking ass. Um, and so they say, well, you know, Earth at this time, please. And Will Ferrell's like, yeah, all right, fine, fuck it. But because they fucked so much with like the shelves and they put stuff back in the wrong place and so on, yeah. Will Ferrell is like, right, we're going here. And he takes it out and he pushes them through, puts it back. But they've gone because they fucked everything around. They go back to the wrong place. Right, yeah. and now um, Gollum, Dodario, and uh, Will Nye and Chewie are back. You know, at the farm that was Chewie's dad's farm, and they, you know, um, but nobody lives there at the moment. There's a for sale sign, and they're like, "Oh, huh, this is weird." And then you know, it turns out that obviously Chewie does become his own dad. With a, with a plant golem from, from another planet. <laughs> Do you know what I thought you were going to say that was going? They arrive back at the farm and they're, they're like, oh, it's just, we are back home. That's weird. But then just in the distance, they see, like, they hear, like, construction noises. They look up and someone's constructing a stage. And they've arrived mm. back at Woodstock. <laughs> oh, I see. Well, the other thing we could do is they arrive back in the thing and they're like, oh, thank God, it's Earth. We've yeah. made it. And then they look up and it's the Statue of Liberty, but it's weed. And they're like, <laughs> you made it weed, you, you animals. And 
Yeah. It's then... Planet of the Apes ending, but it's Planet of the Weeds. <laughs> Maybe you do like the um, Wayne's World thing where we show you all the potential endings. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I think one of the endings has to be that they get back, but they get back and they realize that Stretch Markstrong, you know, also went back in time and has has when he arrived back before them he went about taking over the world and now it's a stretch mark strong world yeah where everyone's extendo people mm. and then you have a sequel we can set up yeah exactly end of stellar two end of stretch mark strong <laughs> uh enter stellar two ender stellar mm, yeah very good i think that's good yeah i think it ends just i think that's a better one where it ends where uh they arrive and they see the Statue of Liberty but it's a big long stretchy lady it's a big long stretchy <laughs> Statue of Liberty with the stay face of Mark Strong yeah. and they're like the fuck is going on here man and then just like some big booming voice he's just like I've been expecting you and they just hear you hear see a footstep and then like another 30 seconds later you see the second footstep yeah. he's so stretchy he's like. so stretchy at this point he's like yeah. the size of a city block yeah, I think that's but very good. But still got a regular torso and head. <laughs> just the longest, thinnest noodle limbs you've ever seen in your fucking life. I uh, thought I had the um, the uh, plot for Interstellar up there, but I have the plot for uh, Lost in Space 1989 up there. Uh-huh. <laughs> a that's a, it's a better film than people give it credit for, I think. Yeah, well, I mean, Matt, Matt LeBlanc, so what, what's he ever been in that's bad? Yeah, Joey friends um i tell you what i didn't see and that we uh was the tagline mankind was born on earth it was never meant to die here well it won't die here thanks to us <laughs> that's true yeah yeah if anything they just so became stretchy Matt, can I ask, would you be willing to have mark strong's face if it meant you could have stretchy limbs <laughs> i'd be willing to have mark strong's face just in general i think he's quite a handsome man Oh, yeah, I know, but just, I mean, if just now I suddenly was like, hey, Matt, you're going to look like Mark Strong tomorrow. Even though if it's a handsome man, I think it would just be weird to lose your identity. It would be but, odd to lose your face in that way, yeah. But it, but if I was offered the choice to look like Mark Strong and be able to have Mr. Fantastic limbs, I'd probably do Yeah, absolutely. If I could still make them normal size sometimes, like if I could, if it was, I had the, con- the control over them. Sure. Yeah. I just think it'd be really interesting to see what kind of things you could fit into more than things you could grab onto. Are you so you want to see how small you can make your arms? Yeah, I think it'd be really funny just for you to knock my door. You open the door, or you knock my door, and I just slip through the ladder box. Hello. I see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so you've got stretchy everything then? Oh, no, I guess I would. Limbs. No, I, I wouldn't be able to just because put the off. Mark Strong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah. Mark Strong power is that you've just got very long arms and legs, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. I guess I just put my arm through there and give you a little tickle or something. And give and you a little tickle, and, yeah. yeah. All right. Would you like to hear the real plot? It's what really happened, didn't it? Uh, let me tell you, just to pre-warn you, it's a long one. <laughs> what? In a Christopher Nolan film? Surely not. We're so gonna have skip to skip every other sentence. We're gonna have to be fine. We're gonna have to set apart more time when we're in this Christopher Nolan miniseries because these are all gonna be fucking huge. Yeah. <laughs> In 2067, a global famine caused by blight has had major effects on human society. All right, okay, that's legit. That's immediately, yeah. that's what happened with us. Yeah. We uh, did that. Yeah, that's true. Uh, the, including the abandonment of scientific pursuits such as space exploration. The world's food pop- 
problem has forced Joseph Cooper, an ex-NASA pilot, to work as a farmer. Scientist working as a farmer. All right. One I day think Cooper it's close enough. One day Cooper experiences a gravitational anomaly in his daughter Murph's bedroom. He deduces it to be a pattern of GPS coordinates, and following it arrives at a secret NASA facility headed by Professor Brand. I can only assume that's Russell Brand. Brand yes, explains. Yeah, he, he seems like he's in the know. <laughs> Brand explains to Cooper that while NASA was publicly shut down, it continued to operate with the secret mission of discovering an extraterrestrial planet capable of supporting human life. We can't even, what did our We're doing do? all right so far, I think. There's less weed in this version, but <laughs> well, it hasn't specified. Not done badly here. Uh, in the probable aftermath of extinction of earthly life due to blight. Brown claims to be working on a gravity equation and enlists Cooper's help to pilot an exploratory spacecraft for the second part of the mission. I think we've pretty much... We're on, we're on track, man. There's, there's less Seth Rogen, but still. Cooper agrees, leaving behind his children to whom he promises to return. He commands a shuttle carrying three other scientists, Romilly, Doyle, and Brown's daughter, Amelia. There were they four people in our mission. That's we true. had James Franco... Chewy Will and Stretch Markstrong. Yep. They dock with a larger spaceship called the Endurance and using a mysterious wormhole pass through to another galaxy. Oh shit, son. Their mission is to investigate three planets. Three planets? We had three individual set pieces. They're all on the same <laughs> planet, that's the point. <laughs> Orbiting a supermassive black hole called No, we had two galaxy. different planets in a black hole. That's true, yeah, we did. Uh, each of which was previously explored by a NASA explorer. The first planet turns out to be an aqua planet. The NASA explorer there is found dead, and one of their crew, Doyle, drowns after being caught in a massive tidal wave. The same oh, no. tide also causes the probe's engines to be filled with water, forcing Cooper and Amelia to wait significantly longer than required for them to dry out. They return to the endurance in an hour, finding out that 23 years have passed due to time dilation caused by the planet's proximity to Gargantua. Romilly, who stayed on board, has aged significantly, as has everyone on Earth. Wow, okay. Murph has become a scientist and now works with Brand at NASA. She learns from a dying Professor Brand that he gave up on solving his gravity equation years ago, knowing that information is needed from inside a black hole, which is impossible to achieve. Instead, he doomed humanity to their extinction, putting their mission's hopes on Cooper's team succeeding to establish a space colony using pre-fertilized eggs on a new habitable planet. Brand dies and Murph relays the information to the Endurance, but the crew has already left for the second planet, so it's too, they've already fucked off. So everything they're doing is pointless, but they don't know now. I see. At this planet, the crew and its explorer... <laughs> At this planet, the crew find that its explorer, Man, that's his name, <laughs> is alive. Mm -hmm. They this awaken him... real protagonist energy from Tenet, <laughs> and I'm not happy about it. Yeah. They awaken him from cryostasis and ask about planet's potential for habitation. Man is optimistic at first, but secretly reveals to Cooper that he lied, falsifying data in the hope that NASA sends a mission to rescue him. Romilly dies in an explosion when he attempts to access the system's logs, and Man tries to kill Cooper. He attempts to hijack the endurance spacecraft. He is killed when his craft fails to dock properly, and Cooper manages to regain command of the endurance. He realizes that the endurance only has enough resources for one person to safely complete their mission, Cooper initiates a slingshot move. Fuck. <laughs> Holy God, we've shit. We've nailed so much of this, man. I'm proud this of This is the closest we've ever got. Yeah, man. Uh, 
a, yeah, a slingshot move around Gargantua, the big black hole, setting it to use gravity and be propelled to the final planet. At the last minute, he sacrifices himself by detaching from the spaceship so that Amelia might safely complete the mission. Like Mark Stretch Markstrong did. Yeah, as he willingly did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, back Which on Earth. History will say. Yeah. Back on Earth, Murph attempts to solve Professor Brown's equation, hoping to look for clues in her bedroom. She revisits her family house. Cooper survives falling into the black hole and finds himself in a five dimensional tesseract out of view from beyond the event horizon. Oh, maybe that's the library that I was thinking about. Well, the tesseract is composed of moments in time from inside Murph's bedroom. Frustrated, Cooper discovers that he can move the books in the bookshelf in Murph's room and use them to convey a message in Morse code, STAY. Deducing that the construct is being created by the future humans with the ability to time travel, Cooper understands his mission is to communicate with Murph. From inside this dimension, he sends a message to her using gravity. Uh, what? Murph finds her father's old wristwatch on the bookshelf and picks it up. She notices a second hand moving irregularly and realizes that the message is in Morse code. Oh my god, this the start of this next paragraph's bullshit. <laughs> I mean I'm already off I'm already off board with a lot of this. Realizing that the ghost is her father, she decodes the information that Cooper is feeding her with the black hole singularity. How would you be like, this ghost's my dad? <laughs> How would you be like, these books are moving and also my dad's watch is a bit fucked up. It must be my dad communicating with me from in a black hole via Morse code. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This allows her to solve Brown's, gra- Brown's gravity equation. His mission purpose now completed. Cooper is ejected from the test rack by the future beings who place him back near the wormhole outside Saturn. Cooper is picked up by a ranger and is taken to a space station to reunite with Murph. Using the gravity equation, Murph orchestrated humanity's access from Earth and is now nearing the end of her life. Due to the extreme time dilation around Gargantua, Cooper is the only aged a few years when he sees Murph again. Older than him and nearing death, she advises him to seek out Amelia. Cooper agrees and sets off on a journey again. Meanwhile, on the mission's final planet, Amelia is setting up a new colony for future humans to inhabit. She removes her helmet and breathes in air, showing the planet is capable of supporting human life, and Mac vomits out of boredom. <laughs> oh, Nolan's up his own arse, isn't he? He certainly is, yeah. Now, why I'll can't... say that <laughs> film made me much less angry than Tenet did. Yeah, but I mean, why can't I just have a space movie? Why do you have to fucking be like... Uh, you can even have the time stuff where you're like, oh, I've aged more, that's fine. You don't have to yeah. have the fucking... The future planets invented time travel, but instead of letting you just time travel, they just made you knock books around. Yeah, and then they kicked you back out again, but they didn't send you back in time, which they fucking could have done, so that yeah. you can see your daughter again. No, 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 no. Have to she's make it become sad. yeah, she's become the Moses of the entire planet Earth. <clears throat> I, I'm gonna say it now, and I'm gonna say it many times in the coming weeks. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, Chris Nolan, you big <laughs> stupid prick. You were all right, and you really fucked it. You got Oi, all you- what have I ever done to you, sunshine? Get your fucking cheesy mayonnaise breath out of my face, you citrus, <laughs> you citrus sucking goblin. I'm sick of you. <laughs> can, I, uh, can I make a suggestion that every episode we do, we have a new character for Christopher Nolan? <laughs> yeah, I think that's good. Well, I don't yeah. think we'll remember, but no, I think not. it's good. <laughs> yeah. I'm fucking dumbass. I'm sick of this. Let's yeah. leave. We've done it, everybody. Um, let us know if you've seen Interstellar because I know we had, we I know we had some pretty, uh, some pretty vocal defenders of Tenet. 
Mm. Um, I wonder if it will be the same with Interstellar. I would less. I just really like to say to the people who defended Tenet, suck shit. <laughs> <laughs> Quite. You don't yeah. know what you're talking about. Get fucked. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I wonder if it'll be the same with this film, which I might watch actually just because it sounds like more tolerable than Tenet. I quite enjoy watching McConaughey whenever he's just kind of enjoying yeah, himself. Yeah, so he's always all right. Yeah. Um, so maybe we'll give this one a go, but probably not, let's be honest. Uh, but let us know what you thought of our film. Is it better than Interstellar? Have you seen Interstellar? What did you think of it? Are we wrong? Tell us in a review, but better make it five stars or we won't read it. That's true. And I'll beat you into the ground if you say Christopher <laughs> Nolan's better than me. You think this is a joke? This is an actionable threat. You listen to me, right? My okay, if you cut this out, I will find you and I will pummel you into the ground like the fucking worm that yeah. you are. We'll never get monetized, but Mac <laughs> will come to your house and punch you with a, sack, with a sock full of oranges and he'll beat you around the head and face. Yeah, if you dare try to suck one of those oranges off, I'll kill you again. I'll save you. I'll be like, I'll be like, um, what's that? Jared Butler <laughs> film, A Law-Abiding Citizen. I'll keep you alive while I beat every, every inch of you to death with the oranges. <laughs> anyway, it's a good day to be a bad, day, bad boy, and it's a bad day to be Christopher Nolan, you hack, you useless old hack, Nolan. <laughs> and it's a great day to be a poster boy. It's a great day to be a poster boy. Uh, uh, see you next time for another one. Goodbye! Goodbye! <laughs>